Fences are for a reason. They provide safety and protection from outside threats or danger. You're safe from all outside exposure inside the fence. You know, if there is a big dog on the other side of somebody else's yard or the other side of the fence, you want to have a tall fence to make sure that dog doesn't get into your yard. Also, if your kids are playing in your yard, you want to make sure you have a fence so that they don't get into the street or into some other danger that might be around them. And of course, we think about fences for children for their safety, but there are several fences that we need to construct around our marriages as well. Thank you for joining the Marriage by the Word podcast. Here we will have meaningful conversations to encourage you in your marriage relationship and point you to God's Word. Our desire is for you and for us to have a thriving Christ-led home. Our fences are important, but marital fences are there for a reason too. Now don't ever be deceived into thinking your marriage is safe from the enemy. There's another word for fence, and it's called boundary. In the book Boundaries in Marriage by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, boundaries equal ownership. They determine who is responsible for what. Each spouse is responsible for the other. Right. Couples need to keep their love secure and safe because the outside world does not want our marriages to have boundaries, and it wants to intrude into our relationship. The authors of the book state that marriage is a two-person arrangement, leaving out all other parties. This is why the wedding vows often include the phrase, forsaking all others. And we don't want you to ever think that this can never happen to you. It doesn't have to happen to you. You can do things to protect your marriage. And you're saying, well, what do you mean it? Well, it is anything, Mm -hmm. someone or something Mm -hmm. that can intrude into your union inside your backyard. Uh, breaking the boundaries, and it could threaten your marriage relationship. Um, Last Sunday, our pastor spoke from Genesis about Lot. And if you're familiar with the story of Lot, you know that he and Abraham had to choose Mm -hmm. land. And Lot chose to, to put his tents near Sodom. And in the Bible, it says that Sodom was exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And everyone knew that. That's where Lot wanted to pitch his tents. And as we read the story, we find that uh, eventually he moves into Sodom. Closer and closer. Yeah. And then we find that he's at the gates of Sodom, which indicates that he was a man of authority in that city. Um, He knew the place was wicked, but slowly he crept in and he became a part of it. And if you do know the story, you know it didn't end well. Uh, The results of his sinful choices lasted longer than anyone could have imagined. So we want to learn from this because when we step close to sin and when we inch, sometimes we end up in the middle of sin before we realize. Mm -hmm. We don't wake up that morning determining how we're going to sin, but it happens because we inched too close. That's right. We're told in 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert Be on watch. Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I can never forget that. Mm. In 1 Corinthians, we're also told specifically to run from sexual sin. So let's start by looking at ways to protect ourselves from sexual sin. We did a short Facebook video last year highlighting these important areas to protect. So look it up on Marriage by the Word on Facebook. 
Okay, so we're going to look a little bit deeper today and a few of the fences that first that we need to protect ourselves from the sexual sin that will help us. And they're very sim- simplistic, but mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is that your phones should always be available to your spouse. Yeah. You should not have hidden passwords. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a work phone, whatever, when it's your spouse, you should be able to hand your phone to them. If you're husband or wife refuses to let you see their phone, mm. then that's a red flag. It definitely is. And you need to talk about this. Now, another one, always include your spouse when you're texting someone mm. of the opposite sex. If it's a group text, that's fine. But if it's just you and one other person, even if it's seemingly innocent, it could be about work, church, yeah. kids, anything, include your spouse. It's a protection it becomes a healthy habit, mm-hmm. and then you will never make a mistake with maybe the wrong person who takes it the wrong way and takes it a little further. That's right. And and it also keeps communication between you and your spouse, too. Absolutely. And, and you know what's going on between well, each the, other. Absolutely. And there's sometimes I'll get a text from Debbie that's including several other people or whatever, and I'm going, what's this about? <laughs> but at least I know what's going on. So mm-hmm. it, it's good for a positive way that, that way also. Mm-hmm. Also, do not travel alone with the opposite sex. Um, or be in a home or anywhere alone with the opposite sex. you got to be intentional about this uh, so that you don't get stuck in a bad yeah, situation. and you can. And you can very easily. Mm-hmm. It's really good to enjoy couple friendships or same-sex, friend, same-sex friendships, but never have as your friend one of the opposite sex as a mm-hmm. close friend. It can become too casual and easy to move to another level. If you spend a lot of time together with someone alone sharing conversations this can hurt your witness and we always want to protect our witness people looking from a distance they don't know what's happening you might say well it's completely innocent there's nothing going on it's all right but they don't know know. to them it could be some it could look like it's something else so just stay in a group be be with other others around you to make sure that it looks okay and just be wise about that and one other thing uh never confide about your marriage to someone of the opposite Mm, sex no way no and not at any time you are asking for trouble and in fact if you're to the point that you're talking one-on-one with someone about the problems in your marriage you might be intentionally asking Mm -hmm. for trouble and it's gone too far right now there are some other intruders into the marital bond (laughs) here are a few areas that boundaries and fences really are necessary one is work you know fleeing to work to escape facing a marital issue or need at home is a terrible thing and and it breaks down your communication breaks down your relationship and it's not positive for your relationship fleeing isn't good no fleeing is not good (laughs) to anywhere um, also, kids. You know, kids need to be um, very important in the family, but your marriage needs to be spouse-centered, not child-centered. Mm-hmm. The children don't need to rise above your spouse in the relationship and be more important at all. That just creates a, a, a very negative area in your marriage, and, and it, it, it elevates the kids to the wrong level. Right, and we have sat across the table uh, with couples counseling, with every situation here mm-hmm. where they have they have broken the fence down, they've let people come in, 
uh, or situations come in and they have not protected the boundaries. And sometimes they were willing to work on it, mm-hmm. and sometimes they weren't. That's true. They didn't and even see it sometimes. It can become very serious. Another area is extended family, and this is interesting. This one hit us really strong early in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We had a hard time understanding that when you become married, uh, you become one. And you're not one with your parents <laughs> right. anymore. You have to leave. We all leave, leave and cleave. We always need to honor our parents and siblings. We need to respect our parents. But we are one with our spouse. So if you are still confiding in your parents and putting them above your, your husband or your wife, if you're having an inability to become one with your spouse, um, you need to discuss this. And we did talk about this in a podcast, um, and it's our Marriage by the Word podcast, and I think it's on YouTube also, what we didn't know. I think we had three parts to that because mm-hmm. there was a lot we did not know when we first got married. So what we didn't know, part two, talks about making that separation right. with extended family mm-hmm. and putting your fa- spouse first. Very important. Another thing is TV and social media. Too much is just too much. It's distorting real life, isn't it, right. Jeff? And the world is just really trying to, and the enemy is really trying to get into our lives by television or Through that. internet or anything like that and, and put a wedge in our family. And, it, and he does that by uh, allowing us to see things that we shouldn't or hear things we shouldn't, and it becomes just a normal activity for us. And we can get addicted to it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we all know those who are just addicted to their phones and we all are using them too much mm-hmm. and and just scanning too much. So we need to be very careful with that. When your spouse, I, I read something recently or heard something, when your spouse walks in the room, you should lay that phone down. Mm-hmm. If anyone should walk in the room, the phone goes down because human interaction is so much more and it's respect too. It is. It is respect. Mm-hmm. And then one more thing, uh, friends, you, you have to be careful. Are you sharing secrets with your friends that you're not sharing with your husband or wife? Are you criticizing them to your friends? This is not healthy. You will lose. Women, I'll just tell you, you will lose um, your husband's. He will not feel safe to talk with you if he knows you are sharing what he is saying with your girlfriends or with anyone. And he will back off because he wants that safe feeling of being able to share things with you. So be careful about your friends and what you're saying and what you're doing. Okay. You know, excessive attention to anything or anyone Mm -hmm. causes a lack of balance in the marriage and is going to cause problems. Now, of course, we, nor the book that we listed, encourages marriage as a self-contained unit and requires a spouse to meet every emotional need of the other because a spouse can't do that. Marriage was not designed to be the source of all life for us. Only God and His Word is that source. We do need to choose wisely who we allow into our lives and how much time and influence we draw from others. That's all kinds of things from social media to people to whatever. We need to be very careful who we allow into our lives. We need to find others who are for our marriage and can help us grow together. 
You know, we know what it takes to protect our jobs and careers. We know to show up on time, how much, you know, what we can say, what we can't say. We're very respectful and we're very careful. We know how to teach our children and grandchildren to be safe and about the boundaries and about the fences and what they need to do. We protect our homes. We protect our vehicles. We buy insurance. It's time to protect our marriages and to put a focus on them. So stay in your yard, know your boundaries. Your spouse needs to be your best friend. You always need to be open and honest with one another. Um, Let others see in public how important that she or he is to you, Mm -hmm. that they are most important to you. Honor them, celebrate them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it should be obvious to others. They should want what you have. That's right. That's right. Uh, in your marriage. So just like Lot, if you get outside of your yard, you're going to do some damage. And it's going to involve more people than you want it to. And you just don't want to ris- risk this. So please stay in your yard. But if you feel there's red flag, that red flags have been raised, or if you or your spouse are struggling with one or more of these areas, mm-hmm. we encourage you to start having conversations now. Communication is one of the best things that you can do in your marriage to be able to draw out any kind of problem. If needed, you need to seek someone to talk to, a pastor, a Christian couple that you both trust, or a Christian counselor. Don't let this go. Cherish your marriage enough to work on it and to make it thrive. You know, it's never too late if you both are willing to work and make changes. Ephesians 6 says, commands us to put on our full armor of God so that we may withstand the enemy. And it's going to take that. Mm-hmm. But God God wants our marriages to thrive. Right. So he will help us if we'll put that armor on. And, and right. we have uh, the opportunity to have a great marriage if we, we will do. work at it Absolutely through the Lord. And that's exciting. That's right. Okay. I think this wraps up our podcast for today. I think it does. Remember, be intentional. Love your spouse. And love the word. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Marriage by the Word podcast. For more marriage resources, visit marriagebytheword.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel with the handle Marriage by the Word.